top schools leads the nation, according to a study from Brown University. That's what we're talking about in this edition of the Inside Scoop. Welcome back to another episode of the Inside Scoop. I'm David Owen. If you find this one interesting or helpful, make sure you tell a friend. They will thank you later. Our COP students came through the pandemic well ahead of other students across the nation, largely due to our CTLS system. There's an old saying that goes something like, it ain't bragging if it's true. And I couldn't figure out who (laughs) that's attributed to. There's about five or six different names popped up, but let's just call it anonymous. It ain't bragging if it's true. Recently, a study by Brown University recognized our ingenuity as a district. Here to tell us more about what this ingenuity is all about is our Chief Strategy and Accountability Officer. I almost forgot your title there. <laughs> Easy John, to do. John Floresta. John, welcome back to the podcast. David, it's good to be back and uh, excited to talk about it. So CTLS, or the Cobb Teaching and Learning System, uh, there, there are people out there who may not be aware of what that is. Can you give kind of a brief overview of of what that is. Yeah, and I'll, I'll do a commercial for the podcast just real quickly. If you scroll back on your on your phone or on your computer, just a few episodes, I'm sure you'll find somebody talking about the Cobb Teaching and Learning System, which is a integration of platforms. It's a one-stop shop that uh, makes the digital learning space easier for students, for parents, and for our teachers. You're certainly familiar with it if you have a student here in the system and you're a parent and you're listening to this podcast. Uh-huh. You're certainly familiar with it if you're a student because you log in probably every single day. And if you're a teacher, it's where you're uploading your digital resources so that students can uh, learn in the classroom and out of the classroom. So the the system has uh, different uh, components to it, right? And you've got, got one for the student, one for the teacher, one for the parents, yeah. What's that fourth one? Yeah, very good. So you've got CTLS Parent. I'll work my way backwards from what okay. you just said. CTLS Parent, which is that one-stop shop for parents to communicate with their teachers, communicate with principals, also access the students' gra- grades, and there are a variety of other features that we have um, right around the corner that will make uh, learning and supporting learning a little bit easier from home. Uh-huh. We also have CTLS Teach, which is our um, uh teacher's uh, portal to be able to log in and to be able to teach digitally and also support physical uh, teaching or what we might call traditional teaching through digital resources in a traditional classroom. And then CTLS Learn, and then I think you're thinking of CTLS Assess, which is that oh, fourth yeah. piece. There's really yeah. two that are student focused, one for assessment so that we know and teachers know what our students know on a regular basis. And then Learn, of course, is where they learn digitally. Well, and, and that assess piece actually, I think, was the first one that came out, right? That was one of the, the very first innovations. It is, yeah. CTLS really began as a, an assessment platform. How do we know more about our students and how do we know more about our students quickly so that teachers can do something about it? It quickly evolved over the course of, I say quickly, uh, <laughs> CTLS is the development of it really began under Superintendent Ragsdale's uh, initial vision 2014-15, so that's been eight or almost nine years now, but um, it has certainly evolved as users, teachers, um, students, and now parents have asked for a variety of features that we've added, Hmm. Um, but it did, it began as an assessment platform to be able to understand what our students know, and we've since added almost one million instructional resources so that teachers have access to do something about what students 
don't know and what they need to know yeah. uh, right on hand. Parents have access to that as well. And I could, I could certainly talk about the features of the platform yeah, I was gonna as say, long we, as you like. <laughs> it's a, a, a very deep uh, subject that we could uh, literally do two or three podcasts maybe, on, actually. Maybe we should. Um, so uh, we, we have this uh, Brown University, an Ivy League school, did a study on CTLS and, and Cobb. What exactly did they look at when they were doing this study? Great question. So just a little bit about Brown University Ivy League School, obviously, which um, uh, you know brings uh, a degree of credibility and, and frankly, scrutiny to our, our project uh, and to the district. Um, while we're very happy with how the study turned out, and we'll talk more about the specifics in a second, I can just tell you it was, it's been a high pressure uh, <laughs> last six or nine months when you've got uh, the, the very best or one of the very best universities in the United States who are taking a deep dive on, on what we're doing here in the district. We're yeah, glad to do that. a project. lot of questions you had to answer. Certainly right. did. Certainly did. Yeah, and I think that's something that, that our parents who are listening to this, our staffers listening to this, uh, can know there's a high degree of confidence, there's a high degree of scrutiny. They can have a high degree of confidence to know that uh, the, the platform's really been um, given a full review by one of the higher, uh, better higher ed institutions in the country. But in any case, they took a look at the history of the project, they took a look at uh, the current features of the project, and they took a, a real important look, most importantly, they took a look at uh, the impact on students. At the end of the day, we can build a program, we can build a tool, and if it's not changing kids' right. trajectories and changing kids' lives, at What's the end the of the day, who cares? Yeah. Um, and so really, they spent their focus. They, they wanted to understand how we got here, they wanted to understand what we have done. They really wanted to understand how is it actually applied in the classroom to change kids' education. Yeah, kind of the, the practical aspect of, yeah, that's of right. the whole thing. Now, you mentioned in there, they looked at the history. Um, when, when 2020 hit and everybody went into lockdown, that's not when this thing started. It had been started long before that. Can you give us an idea or give the listener an idea of uh, when was it started and what was the motivation at that point? Yeah, great question. And, and we mentioned just a couple of minutes ago, the superintendent before becoming superintendent in 2014 has a technology background and he certainly brought a vision for what technology should look like inside of the classroom. Mm -hmm. And uh, in 2014, he began talking about and then uh, uh, making real the idea of a assessment platform. Uh, how do we know what we know about kids in real time inside of the classroom? Mm -hmm. um, before we called it CTLS, that's where CTLS began. Um, that became CTLS Assess, which we now uh, use quite literally every single day as an assessment platform that allows teachers in real time, short little bursts, of, of questions, uh, uh -huh. we call them formative assessments, yeah. to understand what a student knows in the moment related to a standard. For th this would be the equivalent of a pop quiz after yeah. covering a segment, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, and if you think about it less like a formal sit down and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be graded, it's it's more of a checkup. It's almost yeah. it's almost uh, just a you go to the doctor. Hey, I'm in and out. How's everything looking? Okay, good. Oh, right. no, I've got to do a little bit of work over here. And that's the application to it for a teacher to be able to understand what a student needs to know in the moment based on what they just taught and then how they can adjust their instruction. Yeah. So CTLS began, in truth, in 2014. And again, as uh, students and staff have echoed additional needs inside a digital space, and I thought your point on COVID is a really good one. Um, COVID made 
obvious to all of us that we need quality online resources, quality online learning in 2023. Right. We need it in 2020 during COVID. We certainly need it in 2023 and as we look forward. And that was something that we as a district were well positioned to, um, I won't say that, I won't say that we were perfect in what we had done prior to 2020. I will say that we were well positioned for COVID and we are in better position than most districts, frankly, thanks to the work that the superintendent had led from 2014 forward. And, and you'll hear a little bit more about that in this study. And if memory serves me correctly, what wasn't one of the motivations in uh, developing online content um, getting away from having to buy new sets of books every few years? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I just remember that being a, a huge budget item, like in the multi-millions of dollars for every subject. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's actually a long-term savings, I would think. You know, you, you're a dad. I'm a dad. Yeah. You log in. You want to help your your child um, uh, after dinner at home. You want to support their learning in the classroom. Say, hey, you know, what do you got tonight for homework? And they say, uh, I don't know, algebra one. You say, I haven't taken algebra one. Let me just look something up online, and we'll see what we can we'll right. see what we can do. Uh, the internet's a, a wild place. You're probably going to find some content that might not be, probably will not be aligned to Georgia no, standards no, 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 and no, to no. what your student needs to learn in the classroom. No, classroom. I'm not. I can't let that go. Hard, Everything hard on the internet is true. Hard we to know believe. that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's, that's right. Only it's not. And yep. what we found is without um, uh, not just some organization to it, not just making it simpler and quicker for yeah. a parent and for a student for a teacher to be able to access those resources. Having digital content that's actually vetted, yeah. actually actually relevant to what your student is learning inside of the classroom is really, really important. If you think about it, if, let's go back to the medical analogy for a second. Mm -hmm. If we are diagnosing through assessment what the student needs to know, but then the medicine doesn't relate to <laughs> What's wrong with you? That's a great analogy. You, you're, you're, we're not, we're, you're not going to get any better. And, and so we're able to assess and identify specifically what a student needs to know with a resource that is specifically aligned to what you need to know. Um, and, then, and then the student's got a much better chance of being successful. Are, are we the only ones doing this sort of thing? Yeah, most school districts, and frankly ourselves included, prior to CTLS, uh -huh. when you're looking for digital resources to provide parents or students or staff, are going to one of a few places online and on all districts are choosing from the same um, products. Yeah. What we believed here in Cobb was we wanted a solution for Cobb students that was specific to our needs, uh -huh. not just again in terms of making the tools um, easier and faster and more convenient, but again, aligned to what we're teaching inside the classroom. Um, and so most school districts um, are going to the market like everybody else and they're, let's use the grocery store, they're going to the grocery store and they're picking off the shelf and they're finding a, yeah. a, a, a box, so to speak, to use the analogy and inside that box has a variety of features and tools and some of them work really, really well and some of them might not be necessarily aligned to what's going on inside of that school district in Atlanta, Georgia or anywhere else in the country. Um, and again, what we found was that uh, for 100,000 students, uh, putting content in front of them that is not specific to what's happening inside of their classrooms really does not serve them well. Um, and so we've invested a lot of time, we've invested a lot of money, um, invested a lot of people to be able to make sure that that does not, that, 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 that does not happen for students here in Cobb, that what they're doing online is as relevant as what they're doing in the classroom.
So by developing something ourselves and and not just taking something off the shelf, we also have control over the content going in to the classrooms. Um, One of the concerns that I've heard expressed is that if you have online or, I guess, internet-based content that's uh, governed by others, that they can change it. And we don't get a say about that. Is that one of the benefits that we get through having CTLS ourselves? Yeah, it's a huge benefit. Let's just make that real with a practical example. Um, Whether you're a parent at home or you're a teacher in the classroom and Mm -hmm. you're looking for a video online um, on the U.S. Constitution. Yeah. Easiest thing in the world is to get on YouTube, type in U.S. Constitution, and you're going to be given a variety of options and you're going to look at them and say, oh, that might be engaging. That looks kind of interesting. And okay, let's take a look. And what's in the video may or may not be number one, relevant to what's going on in your classroom. Yeah. And number two may or may not be true. <laughs> I think you said it earlier. Everything on the internet is true. No, it's not. Yeah. Um, and so through CTLS and through the content and through the partners uh, that, that are involved in the project, um, we are able to uh, vet the content, make uh-huh. sure again that it's aligned to Georgia standards, make right. sure that it's aligned to Cobb policy, and make sure that it's relevant for what's going on inside of a student's classroom. Not to say that every bit of content that is in the system, um, and I'm gonna get a little nerdy here for a second, you know, the, con- <laughs> the content is evolving, meaning there's, we've got a lot of students who, who are doing a lot online, and so the content, um, uh, factory is is always moving, so you've always got content coming in, and always got content going out. But we have a process, and we have people who are vetting content that comes into the system yeah. to make sure that uh, it is relevant and appropriate for students here in Cobb. Okay, um, and and safe, frankly. That's right. Right. Um, okay. So we we have uh, we we've talked all about CTLS and and all the great things about it. But what what was the conclusion of the um, the Brown study. They, they reference the project as being in its uh, early stages. And so in terms of improvement, we still have a long way to go. And sure. we've been doing it for a long time. So that's I was going to say, is, it's a long road, right? It tells you this work is complicated. It yeah. really is. So we're in early stages of, of really what they call full implementation. Okay. And so our, as we look forward, that's, that's really the conversations and the work that we have moving forward as a staff is, hey, we have a tool that is excellent. We have content that is excellent. We have an assessment system that's excellent, but the full use of it by every teacher for every student across the entire district is the stage that we're in, and there's a variety of work to do to support that, both at the local level with our buildings and our principals and our teachers, and the work that we as a district need to do to support that. But but really, the, the conclusion that was most exciting, and, and I think the most exciting for the listener, whether again, you're a, a teacher who's listening to this, and you got students in your classroom, whether you're a parent, obviously uh, most concerned, most interested in your student, uh, or a student yourself, the system, their, their primary conclusion is that the system improves student learning and is very likely the reason why students here in Cobb have rebounded from COVID uh, faster than their peers in other districts. Wow. We thought that was a, a very um, telling. We, we thought yeah. that to be the case. We hope that to be the case. We uh, experienced it during COVID. Again, as, as there was a sudden demand for online uh, learning, I, I know you know this being here in Cobb, for, for those who might be listening to this who either don't know or don't remember, Cobb did not go fully online for long during COVID. We gave parents choice. That was a priority of our superintendent that students and families would have the choice to make health decision, decisions that were best for them and that included their learning environment. Yeah. So students 
throughout the almost throughout the entire pandemic, students and families had a choice of whether they were going to learn inside of a school building here in Cobb or at home. Um, but in either case, no matter the learning environment, the need for quality online resources and learning went, went through the roof. And this study says we're in better position to do so because of the work, because of the platform, because of the content. And as a result, our students have rebounded more quickly than our peers. So uh, that, that's not, not from the PR machine. That's, that's uh, from an Ivy League college university that uh, looked at the data? Yeah, yeah. They looked at a whole variety of things. They, they looked at the implementation, again, across staff, which just means how our staff uses it. They looked at data points, which means student grades, yeah. uh, school uh, achievement, district achievement. They looked at, um, that, frankly, they had conversations. They, they, they yeah. went into classrooms and had conversations with teachers, students, oh. parents. Um, they went all across the district. It, it was very, very impressive. We hope to bring uh, their staff and, and their dean who uh, led the study uh, down to present to our board sometime yeah. in the next couple months, and he'll get into more detail on the methodology. Uh, he's certainly uh, the smartest man in any room, I think, that he walks <laughs> into, and, and uh, we hope to hear more detail on the exact methodology that went into the study then. Well, I look forward to that. Yep. Uh, that sounds like a board meeting that would be must-see TV right there. I would, I would recommend it. So uh, w with this accolade from a major university such as Brown, uh, is this going to attract the attention of other school districts across the nation? And are, are they going to want to buy it? I don't know. It, would it be for sale? Yeah, no. So we're, we're uh, a public uh, school district. We're, right. we're, we're, we're not we don't sell anything other than a quality education. And, and uh, that's free if you walk in the doors and you live here in, in Cobb. But right. no, we do have conversations regularly. And I mean, daily with districts inside the state, outside the state who are interested in partnering in some way. You've heard us say a couple of different times now over this conversation that the work is time intensive, that uh, mm -hmm. it's not only taking years, it's taking money, it's taking people. And we are solving for a similar problem that every district across the country has in a, in a unique way. Um, and so we're always having conversations with how can a district come in, maybe use the platform, uh, but maybe do so in a way that also adds value to the platform, uh, whether it's digital content, again, whether it's people. Um, and, and those are partnership conversations that we have quite literally, um, if not daily, weekly. Uh, we've certainly heard more post-COVID and more interest post-COVID. Sure. We've also heard, heard more interest after the study has come out. So the phone is, I think my phone just buzzed as we speak. The phone is, the phone is uh, ringing quite literally off the hook on a regular basis. Well, that, that speaks well for the leadership here in Cobb and uh, particularly for our superintendent. I know that sounds like a uh, suck-up line, but uh, the reality is the guy had the foresight and yeah. uh, having the infrastructure in, in place and so forth to make it possible yeah. was a huge advantage. And it's also just important on that note to say that, that the work is not done, right? right. right? So we, we know that the platform's not perfect. We know the content's not perfect. We, we, do, we do know that we are steps ahead mm -hmm. um, of what you can get off the shelf, going back to that grocery store analogy. We also know that um, um, we're not done. And so as a parent, as a taxpayer here in Cobb, you can be confident that what you see today will not be what you see in six months, 12 months. That's another exciting, uh, frankly, benefit is we're constantly iterating. We're constantly improving, constantly adding to the platform based on the needs as we hear them from our users, yeah. uh, which again includes parents, teachers, and students. And so in, in Cobb. Here in no Cobb. That's exactly right. Yeah. So you're not, not uh, getting features that are useless to you. You can actually exactly get right. something relevant. That's exactly well, right. Well, John, thank you so much for coming in. Is there anything else that you want to want to add on? I think you've covered an awful lot there. Only that it's always a pleasure to be here. I look forward <laughs> to the next time. And related to uh, CTLS, I would be looking for a board meeting 
with, uh, with uh, Dean Wong uh, sometime in the next 30 to 60 days and look forward to hearing some of the specifics that I might have left out, especially that smart stuff that, uh, that I'm not smart enough to hold on to and to, to tell your audience. But look, look, always appreciate being here and looking forward to the next time. Well, that's, that's awesome. Um, we will put the CTS info link in the show notes along with, uh, I think there was an article about uh, the study. We'll drop that in there. And if there's anything else you come up with, we'll make sure it's available to all the folks who are listening to the podcast. As always, thank you for coming in. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Inside Scoop, a podcast produced by the Cobb County School District.